At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Back on VEASAN's primetime action, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang out with us tonight uh, right here from the South Point Hotel Casino. This is where we not only watch sports, but we bet it as well. Joel Embiid with a three to give the Sixers their first lead of the game. And that is bookended by two Seth Curry threes, one before, one after. Sixers now by five. Ten minutes left in the third quarter. And uh, just like that, the Sixers showing some life. First lead of the game, John Collins looks a little banged up. He had a little hitch in his giddy-up as well for the Hawks moments ago. Doesn't appear to be too serious. Curry from downtown again. He just He's hit three threes already in the first 215 of this second half. And the Sixers, just like that, down four at the half, up eight. Kelly Bidlin. Cool. You're not happy. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah not fun. Not for my, fun for me or Matt, who just. Put I'm it not in worried. I'm, I'm not worried about it. This <laughs> team, this team has shown no no consistency at all. Like throughout the course of, get me to the middle of the fourth, and then I'll be worried about it. I, I'm with eight. you. I'm with you. So here's I'm what I'm going to do. I'm going in now, and I'm going to bet the Hawks. Yeah, now five and a half. Good number. Yeah, over I'm five. grabbing five and a half on I the like Hawks. It. I like it. Yeah, I'll uh, do some updates here. Yeah, so that is fifty nine fifty one five and a half two oh eight and a half live numbers for that game. We are end of the first period in Montreal. Uh, that is still 0-0 zero, zero live numbers. Uh, minus one, man, a lot of very uh, live numbers out there for this game, depending on where you're at. And minus 170 to minus 190, I'm seeing in the range for the Golden Knights. Uh, and then about plus 155 to plus 170 on the comeback for the Canadians. Uh, over in Major League Baseball, Mets and Nationals still scoreless, bottom of the sixth. 
Uh, live numbers currently off the board. The A's now on top of the Yankees, 5-3, to three, bottom of the sixth inning. The A's have moved to a minus 200 live favorite, and the Yankees are plus 165, 11.5, the updated total. Orioles on top of the Blue Jays, 2-1, to one, top of the sixth inning. The Orioles minus 125 live, Blue Jays minus 105, 7.5, the total. Pirates extend their lead over the Indians 11 to 1 top of the 7th inning. The Braves all over the Cardinals 9 to 1. That is still in the bottom of the 4th. No money line. You've got an 8 and a half uh, point spread though in that game or run spread, I guess I should say. Uh run line, run spread, whatever. Uh 14 and a, <laughs> 15 and a half is the live total. And <laughs> the Marlins up on the Cubs 5 to 2 bottom of the 3rd. The Marlins minus 250 live Cubs plus 213 and a half the total. Twins up on the Rangers 3 to 2 top of the 3rd. The Twins minus 280 live Rangers plus 225 and 11 and a half the total. Red Sox leading the Royals 1 to nothing. Uh, just moved to the bottom of the 3rd. Red Sox minus 180 live Royals plus 150 and 8 and a half. Your total. White Sox still have that one nothing lead over the Astros. We are in the bottom of the third inning now. White Sox minus 220 live. Actually, that just came off the board. So no live numbers currently up for that game. Russell Henley bogeys 18. Uh, did he bogey 18? Oh, I thought it flashed up. I think he bogeyed 18. Uh, and it's uh, he, falls, he finishes the round five under. So both he and Richard Bland will uh, go into the clubhouse with the, uh, the co-lead headed into the third round tomorrow at the U.S. Open. I'm seeing that on my screen, but then it flashed away for a second. So I'm not 100% sure that happened, but I'm pretty sure that just happened. It's like we were talking yeah. about yesterday. It is amazing how far behind some of the, the uh, score scoreboards can be for yeah. golf. The Twitter machine tells me that uh, that Justin Thomas just holed out from the bunker to get himself to even par yeah. for the tournament. Oh, wow. and uh, The names at even, DeShambo, Kepka, and Thomas. Could be and uh, Morikawa. Yes, they are not that far off. And uh, two rounds of golf, five back. U.S. Yeah. Open. Come on, not far back at all. Um, should be interesting. All right, so we're all in in some form or fashion now. Uh, Kelly, you did not bet it. You did not make any in-game plays on the Hawks or the Sixers. No, I did not. You did not. But there's still time. All right, so you have uh, minus one and a half on the Hawks, uh, Matt. I am plus five and a half as the Sixers lead by eight here. Early stages, a 12-0 run for the Sixers going back to the last moments of the first half, and they look to build on that 12-0 run. Ben Simmons has no idea, has no idea what he wanted to do, and then they gave it right back. Fundamentals, boys and girls, never leave your feet when you don't know what to do with the basketball. Uh, that is Basketball 101. Sixers up eight. Um, this is, by the way, in case you uh, are just figuring it out, primetime action from the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin. We, uh, we look to bet sports before the events start, um, and we also look to bet sports in-game. That is why we are tracking all the different things. And, again, we didn't have bets before the game started here in Philly, Atlanta. But we have both determined, Matt and I, that at different points, we thought it was a good thing to get in on the Hawks. Now, whether that proves to be a winning proposition in the end or not, we shall see as the Sixers continue their run now to 14-0. and What's that, uh, 11, point, yeah, 11 points for Seth Curry this quarter? A 14-0 run for the Sixers. They're up 10 
Hawks still scoreless here in the second half, but that is an alley-oop there to uh, Capella. So that drought ends, cutting lead to eight. Let's talk a little baseball. Let's bring him in from Fangraphs. He's also the host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast and has his own Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Sporer, I believe, is where you can find that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Paul Sporer. How you doing, Paulie? Gil, I'm well. How are you? I, I am doing well. We, we spoke uh, about AL MVP and NL MVP a little earlier on the show. I just want to get your instant reactions to this. One, um, if Vlad Guerrero gets the triple crown, it matters not what Shohei Otani does. True or false? False. False. Okay. If, if, if Fernando Tatis Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr., each hit 50 home runs and have 150 RBI each, just making up cartoon numbers. But Jacob deGrom just keeps doing what he's doing and ends up with a 0.39 ERA or whatever it'll end up being. Jacob deGrom's the MVP no matter what, true or false? Uh, Closer to true, yeah. I I think if he has something in the, like, sub-150 realm, uh, that's going to be difficult for for any hitters to overcome him just because it, it's so astronomical how good he's been. Of course, volume would matter too, though. We'll see how many starts you know he misses over the course of uh, of the season here. That would play a big role. By the way, just one follow up to the previous one. I have MVP tickets as does Kelly Bidlin on Shohei Otani to win the MVP. Do you, Matt, have an AL MVP I do on not. Otani? No, no, no. no. I do not. Triple crown is 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 what you're saying with these voters, not what it used to be. It's not an auto win then? Yeah, I mean, just because of the uniqueness and excellence of Shohei Otani, though, too, right? Because he's somebody who's going to be putting up premium pitching and premium hitting. I think that the, the triple crown does not rule him out. There is still a bar that Otani could clear that would still pull a lot of votes there and make it pretty close. I'm not saying Vlad wouldn't win. I just don't think it's a lock lockdown case. If he gets the triple crown to shut out Otani, who's doing both things brilliantly. Okay. Just checking. So Paul, let's head to the AL East and you look, and as we sit right now, Rays um, a top 43 and 27, the Red Sox 42 and 27. Then you have the Yankees who are four games over as well at 36 and 32. And then you have the Blue Jays lingering right there, right about 500, kind of bouncing back and forth between 500 all over the place. So Mm -hmm. if you were to say one of these teams was going to make a run and play exceptionally well, and one of these teams was going to make a run and play exceptionally poorly, how would you break down? We're not even going to talk about the Orioles. We don't care about the Orioles. We're 20 games out. So, But, like, of those four teams, like, how would you see if we were talking a month from now and we're like, wow, I can't believe that this team is, you know, this much further ahead of everyone else and that this team fell this much further behind everybody else? I think it would be the Rays that could play up. And, and really go off. I mean, the Yankees have a core talent there, but they have real holes. I, I don't think it's just a matter of the guys that are struggling getting back for them. So um, I, I would be reluctant to put them there. I would say the Rays are the one that, that could play up for sure. Uh, Jays to a degree, but the Rays could really go on like some, you know, 20 and three sort of run and all of a sudden they're way out in front. And the team that they would bypass is the one that could definitely play down the Red Sox. We've been talking about, uh, you know, I've talked with Gil on, on different outlets about uh, the home run suppression that they've had and how it's just not 
going to last. We saw a big taste of that when they faced the Jays last weekend and they gave up some football scores. That's going to continue because everyone has not regressed to where they're going to be. Um, even if they play above their normal level, they still have a long way to go to get there. And so I think the Red Sox pitching is pretty fraudulent. I could see them hitting a swoon there if the bats go cold even for a little bit where they lose, you know, 12 or 15 type of deal. Paul, I have done something outlandish. I have uh, I have made the case passionately so, and I've backed it up with a wager tonight on the Arizona Diamondbacks, who host okay. the L.A. Dodgers. It's Caleb Smith going up against Trevor Bauer. Uh, the reasoning is twofold. One, Trevor Bauer, obviously uh, three out of his last four performances, not so hot. Coincidence sure. or not, uh, the crackdown, I don't know. Uh, reason number two is that uh, the D-backs, uh, I've made the case here a couple times already, at home, you go up and down that lineup, their WRC plus up and down that lineup is unbelievably higher, like just ridiculously so at home than it is on the road. So again, I'm not saying yes. they're, the, they're the greatest team I've ever seen in my life, but they ought to actually have been better at home than they have been. And so the confluence of those events, plus 175, I'm taking a flyer on the Diamondbacks. Am I insane? Not insane, not on like a one game, you know, uh, uh, Friday night sort of deal there. Obviously, you're playing a dog in, in a situation where you think the number's too good. And I think you can get good numbers on teams like this. You know, they're in the news for a very negative reason with that uh, with that road streak. I don't know that the road streak would obviously play. It doesn't play any role on the home streak, but I wonder if it maybe influences the numbers down. Are they catching even worse numbers? Uh, better for the better if you're going to go for them. Uh, are they catching better numbers because they have such a negative connotation? Caleb Smith's been pitching pretty well, too. The Dodgers yeah. are not great against lefties. I don't hate it. I like to take underdogs like that here and there when you're when you're talking about uh, you know the day-to-day -day betting of baseball. Obviously, you have to be careful trying to make a living off of it because the, it's obviously a, a big number for a reason. But I like this gamble. I, I can get behind this. Thank you, sir. Paul, we were talking to you a few weeks ago. We were talking about this, uh, the NL Central. We were saying, you know, this Reds team, like, maybe, you know, they're built good enough. Certainly the hitting is there. If the pitching can kind of come around just a little bit, that they could go mm -hmm. on a little bit of a run. Here we are, last seven and three in their last 10. Of course, now under three games over 500. Uh, you're starting to see Luis Castillo starting to, to look at least a little bit like himself. Yet again, Wade Miley throw, pitching above his talent gap, you know, talent level, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, look, if it's working, it's working. You can still get the Reds at 10 to 1 to win this division. Like 10 to 1 to win this division. It's just the Cubs and the Brewers uh, ahead of them right now. It's just a couple of games, as you, as you well know. I think at 10 to 1, that's still a pretty good bet. What say you? You know I'm there all day. I mean, I've been I've been on this team the last two years now. I believe in this core talent here. There's a lot of it. Um, you know, they're starting to get some things come together on the periphery too, with like a Jonathan India playing well. Joey Votto's come back, hitting for that power. Still interesting to kind of see him as like a power only kind of guy. He's even lost some of that uh, that batting eye that he usually has. But they also have star talent both on on both sides of the ball. There, losing T.J. Antone is big, and hopefully he's not going to be out for a very long time but I still like them at 10 to 1 yeah I believe they can win this division for sure uh, it's not going to be easy but it's certainly possible with the talent they have plus I think they're candidates to add uh, at the deadline talking to Paul Spohr from Fangraphs you can follow him on Twitter at Spore S-P-O-R-E-R um, had a little discussion on the uh, the morning show on a numbers game at VEASAN this morning about the worst underbellies 
of bullpens. So not talking about the okay. closer necessarily. Yeah. Not talking yeah, about yeah. the not talking about the number one setup guy. But let's call everybody else the underbelly. Maybe it's not. It's unfair to call them that, but you get the idea. No, no, I, I get, I get yeah. your point, though. No, it, it is like, you know, can you attack that bridge before they even get to their studs? That's a big issue with, with different teams. Yeah, and so that's the question. Who are, who are the teams that you think have the absolute worst of those collectively, the underbellies? When you think about, obviously, you're talking about competitors, too. And so... You know, you look, and I, I actually kind of think that outside of Loisaga, the Yankees one isn't as heralded. Like, it, the, the reputation still lives up there, but I think theirs is a bit weaker than, than we give it credit for or, or take credit away uh, for when you're getting to, to Green and Chapman. But besides Loisaga, I give them that one sort of uh, that one sort of specialty there. I'm trying to think, uh, that that's a great, like, uh, you know, kind of deep dive process that's hard for me to think of off the top of my head uh, that who has the worst. I still worry about Boston's. I know I keep harping on their pitching. I like what Barnes is doing. He's been great, but kind of getting there too. I know Garrett Whitlock's been been good here and there, but uh, I'm curious if you have some teams in mind because that, that's a great thought exercise, but I, I definitely need to dive deeper. Let me, let me, give, you two, let me give you two teams and then you can give your feedback. One, okay. my, the aforementioned Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's impossible how bad it is. And then to get to the final stage isn't even that good, right? You know, you're not even that excited to get to Soria or uh, uh, Smith was one of the good pieces in there before they decided they had to promote him to the rotation, Caleb Smith. So yeah, that's oh my goodness. I feel like a, a collection of us could get some hits off of those guys. It's really rough out there for Diamondbacks. The only one other one I'll throw out there because I don't want to steal the whole segment is because we had a little bit of debate on this. Minnesota, where do you where do you fall on their underbelly, their bullpen? That's a massive issue with them right mm-hmm. now and why why they're having so many troubles is that when they don't have one of their top two guys, Rogers and Robles have been kind of the the one two punch there. Uh, they're toast. They're absolutely toast. And I think that they're they're probably the best cont- contender before the season that had their underbelly exposed and has now taken them out of contention. I think they've dug too deep a hole. I know there's still a lot of time left, but they're fifth. And I, I don't know how they would fix it. It could take a miraculous run, but as far as coming up with like logistical, uh, you know, pattern paths that they could take to getting back into this, I don't see it for the Twins. And it is because, uh, in large part, due to the the underbelly of their bullpen, that the non-Rogers and Robles pieces. Yeah, bullpen as a whole, a 5.01 ERA with a 141 WHIP. Ouch. That's, uh, That's not great for yeah. a bullpen. Whenever they're rolling that out, it, let's just let's just go ahead and just take the rest of the segment. To, uh, to to just crap on the twins here. Are they the most are, are they the most disappointing team in all of baseball? Because I'll put it this: I'm going to burn some money. I had yeah. I, I had money on this team. I thought this team was going to play incredibly well. I thought they would actually surprise some people and maybe even make you know some noise in the overall picture of things. And like you said, it looks yeah. like they're almost dead. I, I could have seen that. Um, you know, I had them in the mix with the White Sox mm-hmm. and Cleveland as a long shot if they could spike some hitting because I liked their pitching. So I thought White Sox twins were going to be a neck and neck battle and they're, they're a disaster. And it's not just that bullpen, but it's a big part of that because you look up and down the lineup, there's still a lot going well. The the rotation has an underbelly as well that really can be hit on after Barrios. And in, I mean, obviously not even Maeda has been good. So it really is kind of Barrios and then Pineda until he got hurt, which we knew was 
unfortunately inevitable with him. So, yeah, I, I think that they're the biggest disappointment this year for sure. No other contender is playing like that. I know that, uh, Gil, I think you were still on the Nats with me this year because yeah. uh, we were perpetually on them, but they weren't universally liked. I think the, the Twins were pretty close to at least universally respected. Even if you thought the White Sox were going to run away, you thought the Twins would be there in second. I didn't hear a lot of Twins are going to fall apart. So, yeah, they have to be the biggest disappointment right now. All the other teams that are bad have been kind of expected to be bad. Golden Knights goal here at the 1644 mark of the second period. And Mike Conley will play tonight. Wow. That said, Donovan Mitchell, they are saying, is still to be determined. Is still a goal. It's still a game time decision here. So they went Conley first. Wow. Over Mitchell here. It's got to be bad if he if he's like I mean in the deciding game if he's that's what I said just a game time decision like there's just no way yeah. that it's not devastating right now because he would not miss that game if there was any chance at least that's how I feel about him so that's crazy Ooh, yeah no that I, really stinks you, you want to really get in on that under thirty two and a half points yeah seriously <laughs> under thirty two and a half on on Donovan before before it goes off the board before it goes oh we gotta get board. off the phone I gotta make a bet uh, yeah get it get in there hammer that. Uh, Paul, appreciate it. Any any thoughts on any of these last couple games that have yet to? Uh, it's actually a few games. There's actually a handful of them yeah, uh, that have yet to start tonight. Late. You know, I, I know I'm wearing a Tigers hat. This is an All Star cap. I'm not trying to be a homer, but I do think my, the big number that the Tigers are getting is too high. I like Alex Cobb a bit, but you talk about underbelly of a bullpen. The Angels is really bad, and uh, I think the Tigers could hang in that game. So I don't like. I don't mind them as a dog. You hit on the Arizona game there. I wasn't necessarily going to advocate Arizona. I just thought Bauer was a bit of a big number there. And I'm I'm intrigued by that Rays-Mariners game. It's even there, and I get it's because of Kikuchi. But I think the Waka-McHugh combo that we're going to see tonight there for ideally about uh, seven total innings between the two, I, I, th- I think they make that uh, an easier game than, than it seems on paper. I like the Rays uh, on the road against the Mariners. Paul, appreciate it as always. Thanks for staying up late with us tonight. Thank you, man. Of course. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. Paul Sporer, the best in the business. That's my dude right there. At Sporer, uh, Paul Sporer from Fangraphs, loves baseball more than you like your cat. That's what it says on his Twitter. I'm seeing the future. If you want to watch something live here, Gil. Oh, get it. Bang. (laughs) Canadians tie it up. Yes, thank you. That's the kid, by the way. Uh, that's the youngster for the Canadians who, uh, on a breakaway, gets it by Mark Andre Fleury. I was about to say this is how uh, this is how hockey savvy I am. Before these two goals, I was just about to say this feels like a night where it's just going to be scoreless with Fleury <laughs> and and Price going mano a mano. Caulfield uh, gets it on the uh, on the takeaway, and then uh, he's up ahead of the uh, the Knights' defense, and it's one on one against Fleury, and it is a tie hockey game now at one apiece. The Hawks are within five and with the Rock here with 2.37 left in the uh, third quarter. Trey Young just. Oh. <laughs> was, it, I th- was the shot clock running out? <laughs> no. Is that what that was? <laughs> no, he just. No, it had about 22 seconds left. Yes, on it. he oh. heaved it and it hit the backboard first before it hit anything, but uh, the Hawks back with the ball now. Here's a wide Gallo. open three from Gallinari. <laughs> Bang! We got ourselves a two. Way, seven and a half. You're in with seven and a half? Yep. All right. And we got the boom sticky boom. Skippy, skippy, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, if the if the 76ers, you could say they wasted a 36-point performance by Seth Curry the other night, Trey Young is putting this team on his back. They've got to get this home tonight. He's got 26 points, 10 assists, three steals, As Curry and hits two a three. turnovers. Seth Curry. As Curry hits a three. <laughs> Shut up, Kelly. Is not missing. <sighs> 
75-76ers, 150 left third quarter. Oh, the drama increasing every moment right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to VEASAN's Prime Time Action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. Um, and do you love live in-game action, by the way? Then download the free Odds Trader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. That's with Odds Trader. Free app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. It's Gil Alexander. It's uh, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, as I just mentioned. One-to-one, Montreal, VGK. 13-32 left in the second quarter, a uh, second quarter, second period, pardon me, I uh, think of basketball, where the Sixers uh, clinging to a, is it a four-point lead here at the end of three? Four-point lead, 80-76. 80-76, yep. didn't see that final possession there. 80-76, Sixers, remember, squandered an 18-point lead in game four, 
squandered a 26-point lead in Game 5. They have led by as many as 11 here. Now, as we go to the final stanza, up four. Um, pre-flop, Sixers were three-point favorites. We have, let's go, let's review our bets. I have the Hawks plus five and a half. Kelly, you have the Hawks plus seven and a half. Correct. I'm on the bad side, but I'm 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 still all right. I feel okay. Getting the, it done. We're getting it done tonight, man. Point, this point and a half. This yeah. series ends tonight. Kelly can't handle a game seven. Kelly okay, he's about to lose it. Cannot handle a game seven. <laughs> uh, Seth Curry with 22. Seems like he has 52. Uh, he's got 22. Uh, eight for 12 from the field, including six for eight we, from behind the arc. We must have witnessed every one of those yes. eight shots. Well, he, because, like, we, we, yeah. we talk about this all the time, how we kind of have to watch with one eye. You know, like, we're, we're trying to do the program. We're trying to – we're not able to watch it. We must have caught all eight shots because it seems like he was making a shot every single time that we he looked at How the, he only has 22, <laughs> I have no idea. He had 14 in the quarter. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, well and then. It, yeah, he had 14 in the quarter for them. And, again, I don't know what I've done to this family, but every time I mention the name – uh, either Seth or Steph just goes off. I mean, that has been this series. I say something about Seth Curry, and then all of a sudden it's like 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Hawks 7 of 22 from downtown for 31.8%. They are also 7 of 12 from the line, so they've left five points out there. Six, uh, Sixers 11 of 26 from behind the arc. Of course, uh, Seth with six of those. And maybe the most interesting thing of – of the night, the Sixers have been to the line three times in this game. None of the starters have shot a free throw. Well, that I mean, that the free throw discrepancy is really the story, right? The, the Hawks have, yeah, I know they missed five, but they're seven of 12 from yeah. the line. The Sixers have taken three shots from the stripe all night. They're one of three, but they've only gotten three attempts. And none of the starters have gotten to the line. Yeah. So... I need, I need more out of John Collins. I need more out of Bogey. Bogey, I've been so high on you, man. Don't let me down. The beauty of this show is from now until the end of the show tonight, Kelly is going to lose his mind. <laughs> Bogey, 3 of 11 and 1 of 6 from downtown. Can't have yeah. that. Come on, man. Building you up as the second best player on the team. Collins, 2 of 8 and 0 of 3 from downtown. I am, now, I am in on your Donovan Mitchell under, 32 and a half. Now, all of us have that because I agree. The fact that they said Conley's ready to go before Mitchell, come on. Under 32 and a half on that. And like, like Spore said, I said it earlier, it's a closeout game. It's an elimination game. That's, it's got to be bad for Donovan Mitchell, even if he's a go, even if he gets out there. Um, okay, this is from Eric Walden, who covers the Jazz for the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, quote, Donovan Mitchell just wrapped up his pregame workout, looked relatively normal. We'll guess he'll be available, but we'll get official words shortly. Watch, he'll score 50 now. Yeah. Uh, gamblers are the best, by the way. I don't know if you, know, like, if you guys know this. Sports bettors, just the, the funniest human beings on earth, even though they don't intend to be funny. Uh, I have a buddy who has many a Sixers futures ticket, and he's he's living through this from the opposite perspective that you are, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, and he just texted. He goes, what a painful, hateful, gutless team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would. I can't even imagine being on that end of it. Like so, it's brutal. Oh my! Oh, called bank. He didn't call bank. Banks open late. It's but open it late. banks open. Atlanta down too. Was that Gallinari? I missed the license plate. And there's Trey with the seven pounds of ice. Yeah, on yeah. His I mean, man. I don't know what's up with that. He has his body weight in ice on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know how. It, like it's possible for him to be sitting upright right now. Tyrese Maxey misses the uh, the out of control runner. Sweet Lou move. up top. Oh! Okay, all right. Capella all right. goes to the line. Is it Capella? No, it's not Capella. Pardon me. Uh, Sweet Lou setting it up for the alley-oop. So Hawks with a chance to tie it now at the stripe. 
uh, thigh ball on the uh, on the foul. That's the uh, rookie on Okongu. Okongu to the line. Whew. This is gonna be nip and tuck the rest of the way. This is gonna be awesome. Listen, we should just have a camera on Kelly the entire time. <laughs> Kelly, just to review, has the Hawks in the series. More importantly, he has the Hawks to win the East and the Hawks to win it all at 150 to one. This on the heels of last year, where he had the Heat to win it all. Yeah, that they was got 75 to 1. That's yeah. half the price, Gil. Onyeka Kongu, first shot from the strike. Oh, no, he missed the first one? He missed them both. I missed the first one. He missed them both. So the Sixers stay up, too. Coming back on VEASAN's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. (laughs) 
Looking to make some more golf bets heading into the weekend? I'll answer that. Yes. Don't miss the special after the cut edition of the Long Shots podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds look ahead to the weekend at the U.S. Open and tell you who is worth playing and who is worth fading at Tory Pines, the Long Shots podcast, available at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. By the way, that's a great idea from Brady and Wes to do that right at the cut. By the way, Tyrese Maxey has now gone off uh, two consecutive three-pointers and uh, – well, they're calling a foul on Dwight Howard, but the basket will count. So the Sixers all of a sudden up by nine. They're going to take a look at this. I'm not sure what they're doing. No, no, no. Sixers by nine, basket counts. Uh, and you said it off air, Kelly, much to the chagrin of your bets. Hey, I, was, but, I should stop predicting the future. Yeah. Yes, you, you've done it with Curry several times. And you also made the comment, which I think is accurate, which is Thibault and Maxi bring energy to this team. Like, at least make the team look alive, and then Maxi's hit like the last three shots, of course, since yeah. I said that. Well, I mean, he's he's got 10 feet of space to take him, by the way. So they are what reviewing. Howard, okay, what, is, what runs through his head? That absolutely should be a foul, and the basket should not count. Well, that, I, I believe that's what they're reviewing. Like, he just what, shoves Lou What goes through his head? Like, I mean. Not much. <laughs> like, look at that. Like, what does he think they're going to do? Like, right. that's a WWE hip toss it, it right there. It is not like, remotely a basketball yeah. play whatsoever. What's great about it is, is Dwight Howard also doubles down on it, but then as the shot is going in, he looks at the ref and he signals, yeah, that's bucket. Oh, you gotta love Sweet Lou. Like he's gotta be held back because he's wants to go. He wants to go at Dwight. He wants to go at Dwight. Nine twenty-four now. Now Steve Javi is giving the review on this. We are not uh, privy to what he is saying, but Javi is uh, telling us whether this basketball. I read this pretty good. He said Dwight Howard brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> the brain dead foul from Dwight Howard right there. That foul occurred concurrent with Maxi putting up the shot, like exact same time. So we'll see. That's the difference between a six-point lead and a nine-point lead. I wish they would run back the replay a little further, too, because I can't tell if – I'm assuming but, Lou's trying to run through a screen, and then he just throws him to the ground. He spiked but, him to the ground. If, it, now the, so I think here's the thing. I, I think Lou's upset because I think they might call fouls both ways. Well, here's the thing. I think the basket counts no matter what, if, I, if I'm correct here. But they are just trying to figure out, is that a flagrant on Dwight Howard? And Lou Williams, as you said, is ready to throw down. And so now Dwight Howard is is demonstrative, so they must have ruled against Dwight here. Um, no, took they the took they off. took the, the basket, basket off. off. Okay, so the first instinct was correct. Basket does not count, and Lou Lou Williams is pleading with the referee like we should get some we should get some shots here as well because he, he I don't know if he wants Dwight tossed, but Lou is just going nuts. So eighty four to seventy eight. Tyrese Maxey's last three-pointer gets wiped off, but it will be Sixers' ball, and I think that's Lou Williams' argument. Sixers are maintaining possession, so there's no flagrant here, apparently. Um, Wait, that's really Very really, strange. Because so, if there's a foul, right. it should be a turnover. The basket is white. Well, the foul was called, I guess, their ruling before the bucket. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to figure out. Anyway, uh, either way, it's going to be Hawks. Well, now, now, now there's a call. call. Yeah. <laughs> Um, ben Simmons and, and Doc Rivers incredulous at everything now. But the Sixers, as it stands right now, the Sixers are up six with 9.09 left. Hawks ball. And uh, whatever just happened there, Dwight Howard doing dumb things. Donovan Mitchell is active. Is active. Okay. Yes. Well, we figured he'd play. Yeah, we figured he'd play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we for our tickets to cash, we need him to play. So let's That's hope, correct. Let's hope it's uh, three minutes in. Oh, man, I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> Let me hit the bench. Yeah, we need them to play for that to matter. Um, so uh, 
Gallinari just up and downed, by the way. The old playground, hey, up and down. He jumped up with the ball and I, I want to say landed with it, uh, but the refs did not call it still Atlanta ball. Boy, oh boy. By the way, Ben Simmons, another prolific night. Four points and four fouls. Yeah, this is uh, it's hard, it's hard to take the hard eyes off this is. game right I mean, now. I just want to figure out one thing in this. In <laughs> it, this seems uh, like, it seems like chaos going on every uh, every possession. So I just want to figure out one thing in this uh, U.S. Open. Did did Kepka? Did he birdie? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing on 18. Did they suspend it out there? Because I don't I don't have him playing the 18th hole yet. So anyway, he's at even through 17. Co-leaders at the U.S. Open again, Henley and Bland, five under for the tournament. One stroke lead over both Oosthuizen and Wolf. Matthew Wolf got to four under while we weren't looking. Back to basketball. These guys are transfixed, by the way. So am I. 84 78. No, I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you figure out because yeah. I just turned around and the local NBC affiliate yeah. turned off golf. So I don't know. Maybe like but, yesterday, maybe darkness. I don't know. It didn't see. But I mean, it shouldn't be late enough yes. for it to be called because of darkness. I would and agree. I'm not seeing any alert on uh, PGA Tour about that. And it's San Diego, so you know there's no weather. So I don't know. We'll see. What, what, what we were saying basically was if Kepka and 18 is, is a very birdieable hole. If Kepka can birdie 18 and finish one under through two rounds, one over for the day, that actually feels like a win for our Kepka tickets. The fact that he went through all yeah. that today and would finish just one over on the day. Hawks, lead cut in half. Trey Young, who else? 84-81, 8-10 left. Sixers up. Oh. He's, he's doing it all tonight. Come on, Trey. Lead me to it. Lead me to it. 31 points on 12 of 23. Four for seven from behind the arc. Um, man, that remember that Dwight Howard play. Embiid now. He wants, he wants Capella one-on-one. Embiid, what does he do? Fade away, of course. Rebound Hawks. These big men, Giannis and, and Embiid just settling. Kills me. Good for our bets, though. Yeah, Giannis, uh, he's had... Or Giannis Embiid. Uh, okay, he's picked up a bit, but seven to nineteen from the field tonight, only fifteen points. Trey Young tried another thirty footer, and uh, Ben Simmons was having none of that. Blocked the shot. It was like look, yeah. <laughs> Ben Simmons is the king of blocked. Well, that's all he's out there for yeah. at this point. I mean, like that's like the third time he's done that to Trey yeah. this series. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And a foul called to subsequent on the Hawks. Legitimately, the, the only reason he's out there because he is not trying to. He's not even looking to score. I don't know why they don't go to the go to Hacka Simmons. I would I would love a Hacka Simmons right now. It's time, right? Like, come on. Seven twenty left, three point game. Apparently, the Hawks not. And and honestly, the Hawks don't have anybody remotely close to foul trouble. What do we have? A moving moving screen right there. I think we did violation nonetheless. Let's see. Philly's already in the bonus. I'm just noticing too. So don't foul anybody else but Ben Simmons. Great point. Moving screen. Atlanta with the ball now. His Um, fifth. Four points, five fouls for Ben Simmons. You might not have a chance to hack a Ben pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, This is awesome. This is drama. Uh, We're going to have to Trey Young, by the way. Floater doesn't get the roll. And a foul called on the Hawks. And the Sixers will have uh, will have some shots here up three points. 7.07 left. We'll come back. We'll update uh, golf bets. The adjusted odds heading into round number three with the cut upon us. And it looks like uh, I think I might have gotten my Jordan Spieth missed the cut. We shall see. Adjusted golf odds. And, of course, whatever's left of this Philly-Atlanta game, or at least as much as we'll be here for 
drama on Visa's primetime action. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play, choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. DraftKings Casino is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available available rather to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. One-to-one still in Montreal. And just shut down another power play by the Golden Knights. So that is 0 for 3 for the Knights. It's like I was saying earlier. I think this is a flurry price to the death kind of thing here tonight. Uh, this could be a spectacular finish in Montreal. One-to-one right now, late stages of the second period. Game three of a series that's knotted up at one game apiece. They are still playing golf. They're cleaning up the uh, the rest of the second round. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that stat, Gil. Yes. 28 shots for, for Vegas. Eight shots for Montreal. Boy, oh, boy. 28 to eight. But this is what we say about, you know, again, guys that are not hockey first. Yeah. If you have a great goaltender... Hockey can be oh so random. Hockey can be random anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you have a goal, a great goaltender, you know even more so. You can win with that fewer, you know that many, that few shots uh, as compared to the volume. You know that the Vegas Golden Knights are are peppering you with. Mark Andre Fleury, no slouch either, of course. So one to one in that one, eighty six to eighty one, Philly over Atlanta, six forty one left in this one. Um, as the uh, the tension mounts there in Game Six, Atlanta trying to close out Philly. Philly trying to stay alive. Um, adjusted golf odds here, though, as the second round is winding down again at the top of the leaderboard at Torrey Pines for the 121st United States Open. Russell Henley and Richard Bland, the American Russell Henley, the Englishman, the 48-year-old Englishman, Richard Bland, both at uh, at five under. For the tournament, one-stroke lead over both Louis Oosthuizen and Matthew Wolf, who had the most schizophrenic round you could ever imagine yesterday. He ends up with a, uh, a tidy three-under for the day today. And then uh, a couple guys, two back. Bubba Watson, who means a lot to Matt Brown. 181-to-1 ticket on Bubba. And John Rahm, the pre-flop tournament favorite at uh, three-under, two strokes back. And John Rahm is the adjusted favorite. Right here at four to one. So as we look at the adjusted prices, these courtesy of DraftKings, here as we head into round three, and again round two, still with Shoffley out there, still with Kepka out there. Rom is four to one to win this whole thing. Shoffley, who is two under right now, three strokes back, has a couple holes to, to finish here. He's plus five fifty. Ustay's at eight to one. Henley, who's in the lead, the co-lead at nine to one. Wolf, two back at nine to one. Our buddy Kepka. Five back right now, anyway, at 16 to 1. DeShambo, five back at 20 to 1. Thomas, five back at 22 to 1. And your guy Bubba's still at 22 to 1. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think, I think JT is fairly interesting. Um, I think you know, Bryson, JT, both fairly interesting at that number. Um, 
Kepka, we sure didn't like what we saw from him today. I mean, I guess if you look at it and say, I guess he, you know, played poorly but didn't really completely fall off the the face of the earth. I suppose that's uh something to be excited about. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was in and out. Yeah, Tigalinari just in and out of three. Uh eighty eight eighty one Philly. Uh Kepka did par the eighteenth hole, so he will finish. Uh two over for the day, even for the tournament. So get it even, it is the the star studded yeah. you know, Morikawa DeShambo, Kepka JT, among others. Bazootenhoot. Bazootenhoot is there too. It's also there as well too. Free yeah. throw free throws though for Collins. I'll have to I have to shop around DeShambo with that some around twenty to one is pretty enticing to me, I'm not gonna lie. Well it's like we said, there's there's four unders to be had. <laughs> you say that so begrudgingly. Oh, I guess he's, uh, I, uh, guess I don't love the guy value. that much, but yeah. <laughs> There's four unders to be had, right? Uh, in that group that we just talked about at even, every single one of those guys are guys that are that are four under type guys. Like if 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 we're sitting here talking about this tomorrow, well, we're not here tomorrow night. But if we're texting about this tomorrow <laughs> night, yeah, and and Morikawa or JT or Kepka. Or Bryson, any of those go four under, and they're sitting there, you know, T three heading into Sunday. That is not yeah. a shocker to me in the least, but not surprising to me at all. You know, just going off of my, you know, the model numbers and everything. I, I mean, like Xander's a guy I really wanted to try to get in on uh, here in tournament at some point, but man, I, I mean, that ain't happen. Even if he bogeys eighteen here, that's not going to happen at the number. I was hoping to get better than fifteen to one was basically what he closed at here in town. Um, Man, yeah, not ideal. More cow. I really want to play. I love calling more cow's game. I love how. I, uh, but man, this course, I just don't think it's the right fit for him. But man, he's he's one of those guys, Matt, that's had two completely different rounds. You know, yesterday did not look great at all, and then today has looked fantastic. Whenever I saw him, Rory McIlroy and Daniel Berger are, are six back, one over for the tournament, six back behind the co-leaders at five under. Rory's forty-five to one. Berger is sixty-six to one. Two rounds of golf to be played. Plenty of golf. And honestly, those two might be smarter bets than everything I just said. Yeah. That's. I mean, I can't blame anybody who takes a flyer on any of the names either. that we just dropped. Yeah. Morikawa, Deshambo, Berger, Rory. It's a U.S. Open. The cream will rise. The, rise to the top here at some point. Let, I mean, this is. Let me look at this the other way. Justin Thomas too. Henley and Bland are in the co- are co-leaders. Henley's nine to one. You can get Richard Bland, forty-eight-year-old Richard Bland, who's tied for the lead of the U.S. Open halfway through the tournament at twenty-eight to one. Would you even consider it? No, I would not. Not at all. That's why I, asked. I would. I, I and I think that's what we were talking about earlier in the show, though, and that was I was trying to point out the, that's the difference right there between a Russell Henley and, and a Richard yes. Bland. You know, I, you've got one guy who's at least an established tour player. And then a guy who's had a couple great days. Well, it's what the betting market thinks anyway. With the uh, Mitchell and Conley news, Jazz moved to three-point favorites over the Clippers, and the total has ticked up a point as well. So it's up to 221 right now. So uh, thinking there'll be more points scored because those guys are definitely in there, and then the Jazz uh, moved to three-point favorites there. Well, Kelly, if your Hawks are going to make a move, they better start doing it now. Down eight, 92 with Collins just walks. He just stutter stepped walk. Philly by eight, ninety-two to eighty-four. I mean, I, I say they got to make a move now. Obviously, this series it completely doesn't uh, the way that it's gone. 
doesn't indicate that they'd have to make a move now, but you get the idea. Yeah. 92 to 84, Philly, just over five minutes left. And Tyrese Maxey scored as many points in this game as he has the whole series to the date. 13 points for Maxey. But Seth Curry doing his thing all night for the Sixers. Um, and he's going to take another three, I think, right here. No, he's going to drive. And he's going to pop it. A little floater, no good. Seth can only uh, make it from me out of the arc, apparently. Um, this is turning into one of those where I'm glad in-game bets get limited. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like, like, like feeling pretty feeling pretty good about, uh, about getting limited on this thing. So that's all. That's good. That's good. Uh, all right. Well. Hawks got bailed out of that yeah. possession. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're playing volleyball all of a sudden. Wait, let's not get too fancy. Let's just let's just play some basketball. Uh, Th- I, this is going to be tough, man. Where these guys, uh, this is such. You a said re- it, Kelly. There's no help. Gallo there's three. No of, help. Ga- Gallo three of eight. Collins two of eight. Uh, Bogey three of eleven. I mean, there's there's there's, there's and, no, and the no team, help. This team is not going to win if you're not. Uh, Trey Young can't do everything. No. He can't do everything against a team like the 76ers. I'm sorry. Still have enough respect for the Sixers. That Trey Young cannot do everything. He's got to get some help, and nobody's helping. Oh, Lou Williams, 0 of 5. 0 of 5. Yeah. And if you're the Sixers and you're Doc Rivers, I would look at this. If, you, if you're lucky enough to win this game, oh. and you look at this box score and you see, all right, Seth leads me in scoring again with 24. Not, he had 36 the other night. I get it. Embiid at 37. But Seth is having another big night. Uh, Embiid is as only, in quotes, giving you 19. Tobias with 18. But Tyrese Maxey again with 13. The fact that it's Curry and Maxey with such big contributions, you would think, you would sort of think to yourself, huh, maybe there's something there that uh, maybe a little less Ben Simmons, which which is what foul trouble induced probably tonight. Seth Curry from 35, no good. And Bede with the board put back. Nobody even there to box him out. And foul. Hey, how they call an offensive foul? Oh, oh, and now we got Embiid, and uh, I believe that was John Collins yeah, getting John into Collins. it. Uh, and and it's Trey Young back there pushing him. Ooh, it is getting testy. First, we had the Lou Williams, Dwight Howard scrum, and this one is uh, this one got a little ugly with Embiid with his arms spread out. That's so spilled into the crowd. Yeah, to, to show that he wasn't using his hands, but he just uh, pushed his body weight onto Collins there into the sideline. So Sixers now with a seven-point lead, and I do believe Embiid had the and one, so he'll go to the line to try to extend it. No, too. they called it offensive on the court, which doesn't make any sense. Oh, they did? I, yeah, but, like, I, I don't know how Collins is not in the restricted area here. Oh, I see. Elbow, elbow to Collins' to face. To That's face. what did. That's okay. what we didn't see. So wipe the basket off, Sixers by seven. Because um, Collins uh, is clearly in the restricted area. So Dwight Howard spiked yeah. Lou Williams to the ground a little earlier, and now Embiid just elbowed uh, John Collins in the face. And John Collins took exception, and oh man, these two were ready to go at it. <laughs> I like the Embiid. I'm just gonna push you. Yeah, I- I'm not gonna touch you with my hands. Yeah. but I'm gonna push you with my chest. Right, about five rows deep. <laughs> Well, he is a large human. I, I guess is that is that intelligent using the rules to your advantage? Like if I don't hit this guy in the face, yes, right. No, that's what I mean when, me it, when he had his arms spread out. Yeah. There, he's clearly showing the refs, "Hey, look, I'm not using my arms, but I am just going to, by sheer force, push <laughs> right. this guy about." I'm going to chest shove you five rows deep into the crowd. So seven point game though, and it looked like John Collins was ready to throw down, and then he got he hit presence of mind. He was like, "Oh, I better not do that." Um, so that was a very quick flipping of the switch yes. right there. So good, was, good for John Collins to keep his, his wits about him. Eh, Four oh, I'll trade those pieces. I'll, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if we're playing chess and trading queens, I'll trade that. Well, you weren't going to trade it though, as long as Embiid has hands out. That was the thing, his arms out. Four oh three left, Sixers by seven, 
and awkwardly, we must go. Bogey out the rest of the game. Why? Knee injury. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Enjoy the rest of the night. Good luck with all your bets. The Nightcap with Tim Murray from Circa is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.